the nineteenth day of the month. Here's what the Lord says to you. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Give justice to the weak and the orphan. Maintain the right of the lowly and the destitute. Psalm 82, verses 2 through 3. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, think about these things. Philippians 4, verse 8. The fourth beatitude says, Happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right, they shall be satisfied. To be famished for that which is right and just and honest, that is an assignment God gives each of us at baptism, and God calls us to spend all the rest of our lives working earnestly on that task. When you hear of corruption in public life, are you simply so disgusted that you want to become disengaged from the whole political process? Or do you so greatly hunger and thirst for what is right that you are willing to get out of your easy chair and do something to demand integrity? When close friends or family members act unjustly or simply condone injustice in conversation, are you so starved for what is right that you take time to help them onto a better path, perhaps risking their rejection in the process? For those of us who do not like to rock the boat, these are not easy questions, but hungering and thirsting in this beatitude does not refer to wanting a snack between meals, but to being starved for what is right. Opening Prayer To all of your people, O Lord, give such a longing for what is right that none of us can tolerate the wrong for one more day. What must we do to set things right? Enable us to do with firmness and fairness without self-righteousness or our pretended wisdom, and give us grace to submit to your correction when we are unjust, lest the good things for which we stand be sullied by our own wrongdoing or inaction. This we pray through him whose ideals and deeds were never at odds, Christ our Savior. Amen. Psalm 143 verses 1 through 8. Listen to this prayer of mine, God. Pay attention to what I'm asking. Answer me. You're famous for your answers. Do what's right for me. But don't please don't haul me into court. Not a person alive would be acquitted there. The enemy hunted me down. He kicked me and stomped me within an inch of my life. He put me in a black hole, buried me like a corpse in that dungeon. I sat there in despair, my spirit draining away, my heart heavy like lead. I remembered the old days, went over all you've done, pondered the ways you've worked, stretched out my hand to you, as thirsty for you as a desert thirsty for rain. Hurry with your answer, God. I'm nearly at the end of my rope. Don't turn away. Don't ignore me. That would be certain death. If you wake me each morning with the sound of your loving voice, I'll go to sleep each night trusting in you. Pour out the road I must trouble. I'm all ears, all eyes before you. Save me from my enemies, God. You're my only hope. Teach me how to live to please you, because you're my God. For the book of Judges, chapter 16, verses 1 through 14. Now Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went to her when it was told to the Gazites, saying, Samson has come here. 
They surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate to the city, and they kept silent all night, saying, Let us wait until the morning light, then we will kill him. Now Samson lay until midnight, and at midnight he rose and took hold of the doors of the city gate and the two posts and pulled them up along from the bars. Then he put them on his shoulders and carried them up to the top of the mountain, which is opposite Hebron. After this it came about that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Entice him, and see where his great strength lies, and how we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him. Then we will each give you eleven hundred pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please, tell me where your great strength is, and how you may be bound to afflict you. Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh cords that have not been dried, then I will become weak and be like any other man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh cords that that had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now she had men lying in wait in an inner room, and she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped the cords as a string of toes snaps when it touches fire, so his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said to Samson, Behold, you have deceived me and told me lies. Now please tell me how you may be bound. He said to her, If they bind me tightly with new ropes which have not been used, then I'll become weak and be like any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them, and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. For the men were lying in wait in the inner room, but he snapped the ropes from his arms like a thread. Then Delilah said to Samson, Up to now you have deceived me and told me lies. Tell me how you may be bound. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my hair from the web and fasten it with a pen, then I'll become weak and be like any other man. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks of his hair and wove them into the web. And she fastened it with a pen and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out the pen of the loom and the web. From the book of Acts, chapter 7, verses 30 through 43. After forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in the flame of a burning thorn bush. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight, and as he approached to look more closely, there came the voice of the Lord, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Moses shook with fear, and he would not venture to look. But the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place in which you are standing is holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt, and have heard their groans, and I have come down to rescue them. Come now, and I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they disowned, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge, is the one whom God sent to be, both a ruler and a deliverer, with the help of the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs, the land of Egypt and the Red Sea and the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the sons of Israel, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness together with the angel who was speaking to him on Mount Sinai and who was with our fathers, and he received living oracles to pass on to you. Our fathers were unwilling to be obedient to him, but repudiated him and in their hearts turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. For this Moses, who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what happened to him. At that time they made a calf 
and brought a sacrifice to the idol and rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away and delivered them up to serve the host of heaven. As it is written in the book of the prophets, it was not to me that you offered victims and sacrifices forty years in the wilderness, was it, O house of Israel? You also took along the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of the god Rampha, the images which you made to worship. I will also remove you beyond Babylon. From the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 18. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethsaida, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain sessions into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was on the Sabbath on that day. So the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, It is the Sabbath, and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, He who made me well was the one who said to me, Pick up your pallet and walk. They asked him, Who is this man who said to you, Pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. For this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, My father is working until now, and I am myself am working. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Saturday. Prepare our hearts, O Lord, to join together with your whole congregation to praise and serve you. Reveal your presence to all who will gather in adoration and self-offering. To those who cannot for good reason go gladly into your house, Give your strength and consolation, that they may know of the concern of their communities of faith. Make us receptive to your word for us, and enable us to know and do your will. Bind your people together in a shared faith, a common witness, and compassionate service to the world, through Jesus our Savior. Amen. A prayer for those with mental illness. You... O God, are the author of peace, and in you is neither confusion nor disorder. In Jesus you showed your compassion to all who suffered with troubled spirits. Therefore look mercifully upon those whose minds are confused, to whom this world seems a jumble, or who live in a world that does not exist. 
In their times of agitation and anguish, calm their spirits. In their times of clarity, grant them happy memories and joy to their present lives. Give wisdom and gentleness to those who take care of them, especially to those who knew them in better times and now feel hopeless and anguished. Grant them all the promise that in the end you will restore order and peace within your eternal home. Through Jesus the Healer. Amen. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.